Before we begin, we wanted to include a quick plug. As a student-run nonprofit, the Herald was hit hard by the COVID crisis, and we are still feeling the effects. More than ever, we rely on donations in order to continue breaking news and training generations of young journalists. Please consider making a donation today through our website or tinyurl.com slash bdhdonate. Thanks for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Like for me, sexual positivity is agency. It's the ability to choose how, when, where, how much, with whom you engage in with sexuality, and also being able to choose if you don't want to. Like, if your version of sex positivity is being, I don't really like sex, I'm not going to have it, then fantastic. So I think that that should be, there's, I think there just needs to be more diversity of narratives. You spend a lot of time talking about your hookups and dating life and whatever. And it's something you can also talk about with people that you're not as close to. I think that there are probably more people who are in relationships or like hooking up with one person. This season, we've been diving into sexual politics on campus. We've discussed the history of sex and nudity, reproductive rights, art, sex, and scandal, sexual assault advocacy, and sexuality at Brown. To conclude our series, we'll focus on hookup culture on campus. How do students feel about relationships? Is there pressure to be having casual sex with nonchalant indifference? And do dating apps increase connection or leave people feeling more isolated? This week, I'll chat with Elise Barraquette, senior staff writer and producer for The Brief. I'm Katie Pickens, and this is our final episode in the fourth season of The Bruno Brief. So first... Hooking up is casual sexual activity, but hookup culture encompasses the norms surrounding hookups. I spoke to David Rangel, an assistant professor of education, who explained that the actual definition of a hookup is a bit more complicated. One of the challenges is that hookup has a lot of different meanings. Some of the students are really surprised to learn that in terms of actual intercourse, it is less frequent now. So students are engaging in less intercourse now than their parents' generation but they're hooking up more, so they're engaging in more sexual activities. It doesn't necessarily mean just sexual intercourse. I've always been confused by what people mean by hooking up. It seems like it can mean anything from a makeout to more. But anyways, for many young people at Brown and college campuses around the country, there can be a perception that everyone is hooking up all the time. But this is a far cry from reality. The Herald and the Brown Opinion Project's 2022 poll determined that 25% of students are in a long-term relationship. Out of those who reported being single, two-fifths said that they are looking for a relationship, one-fifth reported looking for something casual, and the remaining said that they are not looking for anything. For people that both participate and don't participate, and students often overestimate the number of, of people or the percentage of people that are actually engaging in hookup culture. And the result of that overestimation that drives particular actions and behaviors when they decide to go out and hang out at a party or something like that. Hmm. And from the students you talked to in your reporting, did they think more people were hooking up or in relationships? There were actually pretty mixed perceptions. Here's what Vicky Chen had to say. I think it's a college thing, to be honest. I don't think that people... Actually, maybe. Maybe since people are more free-spirited, if they're, like, more hippie-like, and if we're assuming that Brown has a lot of hippie people, that they would be more casual. Anjali Deepak thought hookup culture at Brown had come to be too much. 
I wish it was more relationships. I think it's casual because it's like incestuous at this point. <laughs> at least from what I know, like everyone is just so... It is. It is. It it is. is. Like everyone's hooked up with everyone and I think that speaks to casualness as opposed to relationshipness. And for Addison Kerwin, it just depends. It kind of depends what circles you're in. Um, I have a lot of friends who will just like kiss people randomly at parties. Most of my friends won't usually like hook up with someone, like go home with someone, unless it's more serious, or at least they like know the person more. And I feel like a lot of my friends who've hooked up with people, it's become something. But I think it's hard to have good hookups. In the same way everyone had different perceptions on how much hookup culture dominated on campus, people had different views on whether hookup culture was good or bad. And just the phrase catching feelings reveals this, but there's this idea that if you're going to hook up with someone and it's going to be, quote, just a hookup, that you have to be a certain amount of emotionally detached from that person. But then that emotional detachment often translates into thoughtlessness and lack of appropriate communication about expectations from the situation or about like other relevant information. That was Monique Jonath, a junior at Brown. They said that hookup culture can be an external pressure for students. Part of hooking up is, I think there's the core version of it, which is just like sex being enjoyable for, for a good number of people and wanting to have it. And then there's also the wanting to be wanted and wanting to show other people that you're wanted. When you find out that someone who wanted you also wanted a friend of yours or also wanted someone who you hate, then that's sort of like, I think we have a very zero-sum and like capitalistic mentality of that and a very really a scarcity mindset of it. Like there's a limited amount of desire and there's a limited amount of attention that people can have. And so then you're like, crap, like I'm fighting for this resource with my friends. Interesting. And I guess when hookup culture devolves into a sort of market framework, that can leave people not feeling so great about themselves. So I think it, there, it brings up a lot of issues of like body and self-image, and then also an idea of, it like creates a false idea that, oh, if you possess certain desirable features, then you will be able to hook up as much as you want, or you'll be able to quote-unquote pull. Whereas there's a lot of colonization of desire, and a lot of like upholding of this ideal, a lot of fat phobia, of ableism, of transphobia, that's like deeply, deeply ingrained in how people want and are wanted. Um, so there is a lot of reinforcement of um, really harmful and like frankly colonial beauty ideals in how we treat hookup culture and treat who is most worthy of access to other people's bodies. Curran also thought the expectation of pervasive, casual hookups may be harmful to students. I think hookup culture is hard because I think for a lot of people, consent and conversations around sex are hard, which is they like innately are, they're like personal and intense. And I think it's really hard to have a great conversation when you're just having a casual hookup. That makes a lot of sense. It can be difficult to have conversations about consent or set boundaries if you constantly feel pressure to be hooking up with someone or if you think everyone else is doing it. But students underscored that hookup culture isn't all a bad thing. It really depends on who you are and what you want. There is the option to explore your sexuality without having to be in like any sort of committed or emotional something. 
that some people are really afraid of what it would mean to be in a committed emotional something. Like, I think that people, again, view it as sort of something that either I can explore my sexuality or expand my social clout by having, like, relationships and hookups with a bunch of people, or I can be in this relationship and, like, figure out what that means for me. But it seems that people put those two things as being mutually exclusive, which I don't think is the case. So how does hookup culture impact social life at Brown? Do all students feel this pressure equally? The 2022 poll results show that students in higher grade levels were more likely to be in a long-term relationship, and the class of 2026 was most likely to be single and not looking for anything. Students explain that movies and media about the college experience usually create the perception that college is full of people hooking up all the time, causing first years to hook up more. And I think that's just like being a freshman, like being away from home for the first time, like having that freedom. And now I think everyone's like very, I don't know, kind of just like moved on from that, like great. That was Olivia Hanley, a second year student. How do dating apps fit into all of this? They're a big part of the conversation. Though some people reported using dating apps to actually go on dates, most of the people I spoke to use them exclusively for hookups. Hanley explained that apps like Tinder, Bumble, and Grindr can drive the hookup scene. If you're looking to participate in hookup culture, like the apps is like the primary way to do it. It's like the party scene, like isn't. How you do? And so I'm gay, and I, I grew up, I'm from Montana. I came to Brown, and I didn't, I didn't need them as much, because it was really good to find there. That was Mason Scurry, a sophomore. Other students expressed their complicated relationships with dating apps. A lot of my friends who use Tinder, I think, the hookups, or just even the use of Tinder comes out of a desire for validation, not out of a desire to like have sex. So I think sometimes people's motivations in hookup culture get a little mixed up, and I know this from my own past experience. And instead of having sex with someone because you want to have sex with someone, it's because of you want validation, or you, you know, your friends, I, I don't know, I think it gets complicated. but. A lot of people disagree with me. Do I have one on my phone? Yes. Do I occasionally get on there and swipe around? Yes. Do I ever really go on dates or hookups from it? Like, no. And it's because the few times that I did, I noticed it just felt wrong to me. And wrong, again, not morally, but just in my body. The like, couple times that I've met up with people who I don't know, I felt so strange about it because it felt like I was trying to fabricate desire between the two of us or just be like, or fabricate a history of wanting or of attraction that wasn't actually there. So it was kind of jarring for me to like get in there and be like, oh wow, now I'm expected to carry on with you as I would with someone who I've had like a long-standing relationship or tension with, but it's not there. Hookups mean different things to different people, and students felt that the culture surrounding hookups wasn't necessarily all good or bad. The harm from hookup culture comes from pressures created by mainstream culture, but those pressures and stigmas can be minimized through healthy conversations about what sex can and should be. Thank you for listening to the finale of season four of The Bruno Brief. This episode was produced by Caitlin Carpenter, Liliana Grafe, Ben Kirkpatrick, Samantha Renzulli, Jacob Smolin, 
Elise Barraquette, and me, Katie Pickens. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to The Bruno Brief wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Before we sign off, I also just want to say thank you to all of our listeners and Bruno Brief team members for making my time on this podcast so special. This is my last episode on The Bruno Brief because starting next semester, I'll be managing editor of the newsroom for The Herald. I will definitely miss our time in the studio, but I can't wait to listen to all the amazing things the team will produce. Bye for now.